Hi, everyone. Normally, I bring you one long interview with an expert or someone who has some expertise around a particular subject. How to make women squirt. Why men experience a waning libido as they get older. What it's like to be a young sex worker, just to name a few. But today, I'm bringing you three short conversations with strangers. I call this segment Free Love Advice. This past weekend, I loaded up my bike trailer with a table, two chairs, my microphones, and a free love advice sign, and set off to find a reasonably quiet part of my city. I settled on a park near my house and picked a spot on a path that borders a small duck pond. Montreal is beautifully idyllic in the summertime, and this park is no exception. Families going for a walk, pushing strollers, couples lazing in the grass all around me, cute and annoying little barking dogs, dudes rolling around on rollerblades. People in Montreal love their rollerblades. Keep in mind that this is far from a studio environment, and while you can hear the noises of the people around us, my hope is that you'll find it charming instead of distracting. Setting up to give free love advice is an exciting way to connect with the people around me. I love watching the different reactions that people give me as they walk by. Some giggle, others point to the sign and whisper to their friend, free love advice, and a few look downright uncomfortable. More than a handful of people give me a wide berth, hoping that the glance they gave me doesn't lock them into a contract to sit down and tell me their issues. I don't heckle or try to sell people on having a seat with me, but I will encourage those that look interested. I'll say, have a seat, or would you like some free love advice? I can't guarantee that it'll be good, but it is free. That joke always gets a laugh, but it rarely gets any takers. I've done some version of free love advice for years now. I travel with my sign and have given love advice to folks in Montreal, San Francisco, Japan, and India, just to name a few. I bring the sign to Burning Man every year and advise burners on their Burning Man related love issues. That's actually one of my specialties. I like giving free love advice because I never know the conversations that will come from talking to strangers. From Guilford Street Studios, it's The Love Drive. I'm Sean Galanos. Today on our show, conversations with women wanting more. More out of their partners, more out of their sex life, and more out of the men they'd like to get to know better. Act one, the phone. A conversation with a woman about a phone Specifically, one of her boyfriend's phones, which he uses to sext other women. Act two, life over. A conversation with a woman about the role of sex in her life, or rather, the lack of sex in her life, and whether she said goodbye to it for good at the young age of 44. Act three, you do it. A conversation with a woman who has a crush on a guy at school, but it seems that both are too shy to do anything about it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's going on? Well, I have been dating this guy for the past five months. And every time I go in his cell phone, I find him talking to other girls. So, and every time I try to leave him, I stay. Again and again, I forgive him. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, he's not doing anything bad. He doesn't go and meet them, but he talks to them. Okay. <laughs> what is he talking about? 
Well, it's it's what the girls start to talk about, and then he continues to talk about. It's just you know, uh, <clears throat> how can I how can I say it? Is he talks about just um <laughs> not, like not not being in a relationship, but doing stuff that you usually do in a relationship. You know, is he is he sexting? Yeah, okay. we can say that. Yeah, we can say so, so. He okay. So that was my first question. Second <laughs> question: uh, What are you doing going through his phone? What am I doing? <clears throat> well, <laughs> the first time is because I noticed something weird. I noticed that the, he was on his phone while he was with me. I'm like, there's no point on being on your phone while you're with me. You know? Right. So I went and I had curiosity. Let's say, mm-hmm. and I checked and. There he was messaging a girl, and I said, "Okay, well, I, I I went up to him and I told him, you know, is this what you usually do?" And then he's like, "No, I, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not meeting them." And I said, "Okay, well, I I would like you not to do that going forward if we keep continuing in this relationship, right? You know." And then he said, "Okay, I won't do it." Right. Second time, it was more than one girl. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like. Why? Why do you do it? <laughs> the third time, again, why do you do it? He said, I won't do it again, I promise. Yeah. The fourth time. Uh-huh. I'm seeing a pattern. Exactly. You know, I got really upset and I said, you know what? I think it's done. I think, I mean, I don't, I love you, but I don't want to get hurt. You know, mm-hmm. I respect you and I want you to respect yourself, but I also want to respect myself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I love him too much, so I don't, I can't, I can't, see myself leaving him at the moment so i don't know what to do yeah this sucks it this does. is a really shitty situation it is because you're both kind of acting kind of lame i know <laughs> he's la- he's lame by sexting other girlfriends or other girls while he's in a relationship with you you're being lame because you're checking his phone which is I like know. a huge invasion of privacy of course but and what's what's like most difficult is like, what I'm most concerned about is that you know that he's lying to you, and yet you are still in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not going to change. He's not going to change. I don't think he's going to stop. People already, he's already lied to you several times. Like, when I'm in a, if I'm in a relationship with someone and they lie to me, that's pretty much the end of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to be with people that I can't trust. Like, I can't be with somebody that I can't trust. And it doesn't sound like you trust this guy. And I don't think he's going to change because people don't really change. You know, they change a little bit over time. But he's already lied to you several times about not talking to other girls while still doing it. So I guess my question to you is like, why are you sticking around? Because I don't see myself at the moment letting him go. I can't. I mean, is he that great? No. <laughs> and aren't you better than that? Aren't you worth being with someone that respects you and doesn't lie to you? I mean, I don't know you, but I'm assuming that you are worth it. Yes, I am. I don't know. It's just right now it's complicated. We're trying to. I mean, he he got mad and he broke his phone and he said, "I will never, ever, ever do it again." But I mean. What are the possibilities that, you know? Well, I mean, I find anybody that breaks their phone when they're mad is, is like, that's also problematic. 
I mean, that speaks to anger issues. Mm -hmm. If you, I mean, I've gotten really mad before, and I, but I always had the forethought not to throw my phone. I would throw like a shirt, <laughs> which is like way less satisfying, by the way. Like a shirt hitting the wall is like, it barely makes a noise, you know? Mm -hmm. But also my phone's not broken. That's true. So I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can give it another try, but I mean... I will, but next time when I walk out, I won't say anything, you know? What do you mean? When I walk out, walk out of the relationship, yeah. I, won't, I won't confront him because I always confront. Right. You know? He'll know why you're leaving. Exactly. But I won't confront him. I would just leave without saying a, a word. Why? Why? That seems like some sort of like, like because. to get back at him or something. Because then it's gonna again, he's gonna, you know, find his path Whoa. to again reach my heart, I guess. What is he saying? What are these, these like tactics that he's using? <laughs> I don't know. He's just, he, he gives me a hug and then he says, I, I love you and I, I don't see them. I don't. I don't, you know, I don't do anything with them. I just, we just talk. Yeah. I mean, you have me. Why do you do it? Yeah. You know, if you want, I mean, I, I don't do that kind of talking over the phone, you know, yeah. like sexting, because yeah. I'm, I'm not into that. Yeah. You know? And I guess, because I'm, I'm not that kind of girl, you yeah. know? I'm more reserved, I'm more, and this is my, my second real relationship, we yeah. can say. Yeah. You know? How old are you? 24. Yeah. You'll have more relationships. <laughs> I mean, it's possible this is the one, but you if it's not, you'll have more. Of course, I know. But this is the one that, I don't know. It's the one that you're in right now. That's the one I'm in right now. And you love him. And I love him. Yeah. And, and he's he acts like an idiot. He does. Sometimes. He, he acts like an idiot sometimes because we do have good moments together. Of it's course, just the bro. phone that messes it up. Yeah. Well... Yeah, you got to stop looking into his phone. <laughs> that, I will. For sure. How come he doesn't have a password on his phone? That's the thing. He has a password because uh, he has two phones. Why does he have two phones? <laughs> he Is has... he a drug dealer? <laughs> no, he's not a drug dealer. Is he a businessman? Uh, no, he's not a businessman. Is he a cheater? <laughs> Those are the only three reasons to have two phones. Well, we're looking into that of being a cheater, but I don't know yet. All right. I mean, it sounds to me like you're not ready to give it up. No, I'm not. So then you get to give it another try. And you get to be gentle with yourself and understand that this relationship isn't perfect, but it's the one that you want to be in right now. And that includes some lack of trust on both of your parts. On his part and on your part. And that's, if it works for you right now, it works for you. My advice would be to get out of the relationship. But because you're not ready to do that, then, then just, you know... You know, yeah. Time, time will give you more information as to whether this behavior is something that's going to keep playing out in your relationship or it'll change. And it could change. I don't know. I don't read minds. I mean, of course, if I look into his phone, it's because of I don't trust him. Yeah. And you know, I'm. I guess I'm gonna have to talk to him about building a trust with one another. You know, because. That's all about, that's all our relationship is about, you know, trust and mm -hmm. patience and, and communication. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe he can communicate to you why he feels the need to engage in, you know, inappropriate texting or sexting with other women while he's in a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. And you can communicate with him 
uh, why you have trust issues to the point where you like look into other people's phones to figure out whether they're lying to you or not. Okay. That's, Thank you. That's my advice. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough one because it's often so clear to me what I would do in a particular situation, but it's also incredibly important to recognize where people are at and what they're willing to do. I did some rape crisis counseling training a few years back, and one of the things we learned was that we couldn't want a solution or an outcome more than the caller. If the caller didn't want to press charges or tell on their abuser, then we couldn't want it more than them. To me, it was clear that this woman wasn't ready to let him go yet. Our next act is with writer, poet, and educator Sylvie Hill. This conversation is an excerpt of a more extended discussion that Sylvie and I had. I call this act Life Over, not to signify that her life is over, but because her story reminded me of my recent trip to India, where I met and traveled with a Taiwanese woman in her early 30s. As we traveled, the locals couldn't understand how a woman in her early 30s wasn't married with children yet. She told me that in Taiwan, if you don't have a husband and kids by the age of 30, people look at you and say, life over which is bogus. Life has just begun at 30. And not having a partner or children doesn't mean that it's over. Far from it, actually. Here's our next conversation. Is it possible to think that you've been there, done that, and seen it all? Um, and the reason why I asked that question is because I had a very influential person in my book, um, or sorry, in my life who inspired two books that I wrote. And, um, you know, the, the last episode that happened in 2013, I haven't had, uh, sex since 2013, we're 2018 now, Sean, and probably haven't made love since I was in my last relationship, 2011. And you're talking about somebody who wrote a book, uh, about their sex there's their sex life and one night stand so former sex life yeah absolutely it was called hoxton square circles named after hoxton square station in in london uh star fucking tales of sexless one night stands so i was a spoken word poet in ottawa averaging about two shows a month for a year and these were very comedic sketches of my uh sexless one night stand so sexless meaning what as in i didn't have sexual intercourse it's quite interesting because people would say you know how did that go over Sean, it was great. There was no guy that was pushing. If you made the rules, and this was back in the day, by the way, before all the social media. I'm 44 now, so this is like in my, my 20s, uh, maybe early 30s. This is when you go into a bar and at the end of the night say, hey, you know what, do you want to come back to my place and have some smokes and drink some Kool-Aid or, you know, whatever and, and play guitar? Um, but no no fucking, no sexual intercourse, but we can we can take our clothes off and enjoy ourselves. And was oral sex was on the table? Uh, no, 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 no. That's so, the thing. So no oral sex. I mean, hand jobs were fine and okay. massage. Okay, so some, some manual stimulation. Manual stimulation, but nothing that, you know, where condoms were going to be involved because uh, to me, I only made love to the people that I cared about. So that's seven in total, right? Right. Um, a lot more one night stands are, are right up there, but I definitely have a sexual appetite. I really enjoy doing that. And, um, and then, you know, I, I have another book, um, that was based on actually a, uh, a sex full, filled one night stand that kind of went awry. Um, so it's kind of like the, the two, the two extremes. Um, and, and then here I find myself single for, for six years. It's a bit of anomaly, right? 
And at 44, when you're not having sex, it's amazing to be able to look back and think about all those men that you brought home and all those bodies and all those cocks and all those experiences. But it's not something that you could willingly tell a future partner who hasn't had, ex you know, has, you, you don't want to build the expectation among a new partner that, you know, I'm some kind of wild sex expert. And same thing with you when you were talking about, yeah, the intimidation. Um, because those are isolated events and they're in the past that has nothing to do. Well, not to say it doesn't have anything to do with who you are, but we show up with our insecurities and we show up with our, our newness to, to people and we might have, you know, tips and tricks that we've, we've carried forward, but that doesn't mean they're going to work on the person in front of us. So we, we stand there, you know, naked and vulnerable, right? Um, but yeah, I think I would say, uh, what, what do you do when you feel like, ah, I've been there, done that, you know, there's nothing out there for me. Nobody's going to be able to, you know, match that. Not that it was anything um, super fantastic because we build these things up in our head, of course. But I mean, it sounds pretty super fantastic to me. By you the know way. what it is? It's protection. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's honestly, I think it's protection. I think we we have this. I mean, I think for me, it was very much tied to the literary, right? Because um, I was able to turn the experience in, into a, a book of poems and street art that it was very cathartic. And just like you're finished a book or um, if you did it, well, marathon's not the same thing, but an artistic piece, once you're done and you kind of put it away, um, that's your, your former self and then you go on to something else. So I kind of feel like I've done that with my love life. It's like, yeah, no, it's, it's done now. You know, the books are done and everything's done and... The That's, ship has sailed. Yeah, it's not. But sad. do you really believe that? You, I mean, do you actually hmm. believe that you're not going to meet somebody and that that you're that you're done with sex at the age of 44? I mean, 44 <sighs> is super young. I wonder if I'm going to be able to fuck the same way I did. And pardon me, I don't mean to be brutal. And, you can and, and be and brutal. As, as brutal <laughs> as you want. But there's that concern as a woman at 44. I'm not. I'm not as spongy, or I don't know if I'm as athletic. And and I wonder, you know, the next time uh, you're I not. Yeah. You're not. Yeah, right? I mean, I guarantee you that you're not as spongy and athletic as you were six years ago. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. No one's There's expecting. There's some great advice. No one's expecting you to keep to keep it all the way it was in the past. So how do you communicate that positively and and with levity, as opposed to taking it on as you know an insecurity or um, a kind of fear? I mean, who are we communicating this to? Maybe the partner. You know, if but it's, you know, there is like, no partner at this point. I know, so I think I it's, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think who we need to be communicating this uh, to is yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, that it, that it, yeah, that things yeah. change and that it's okay. And that no one's expecting you to be some rock sex star from, you know, from your London days in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, that's all fun. I, when I think about my, my sex life, Man, it was it was wild, and and re recently is not wild. Mm. My libido is way down compared yeah. to what it was in my mid twenties. Yeah, and and that's just a reality of of growing up. I don't think I ever knew that libido libido um, was going to change. I remember being in grad school, and you know masturbating in the morning and then masturbating before writing a paper and then writing the paper and then masturbating. You'd be like masturbating five times in a day and then, you're, you know, and uh, it, it's different how it, how it changes. And I think women, you know, going into menopause, knowing that real, real biological changes are going to happen, you know, down the road um, makes me, I think, um, with, with orgasm with myself, feel quite... Um, 
tearful and uh, as as orgasms are, are are going to encourage us to, to do we cry often um but you, you're crying and and it's kind of a mourning but also a joy at the same time that wow i can still feel this sexuality and i've had this in the past and but but to consider what sexuality is going to be in the future that's that's where i'm at and it's it's really it's yeah i think your advice is really spot on because what you're saying is have those conversations with yourself uh, but we don't talk about that a lot in society the it, the changing bodies and the changing no we don't also talk about old appetites. people having sex yeah exactly well we i d- i sorry I, sean I, I did a book review of uh, better than ever and it was sex over 60. i need to read this old people having sex old i mean that's actually sex, yeah. that's just uh let's just call it what it is old people yeah, having sex and, yeah. and that's awesome if if the desire is there and like physically it works Amazing. Well, and the idea was that, you know, you think people don't have the same restraints that they did in the past and that touching is, is a lot. There's a lot more um, uh, emphasis, you know, on the touching and the intimacy as opposed to just the, the pounding bodies and things like that. But um, are you helping people with your, fr- with your free advice? I'm helping. I'm helping people. People are hesitant. Uh, they make a lot of jokes like, oh, I'll be back. And, oh, I don't need, I'm in a relationship. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's okay. Sometimes they come back. What are the majority, uh, with the, the advice is, is on what? How to keep things interesting? No, the hardest one is, is how do I find like a partner? Ah, how do I find it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you have any... Why don't, why don't, you, why don't we end with you absolutely. telling me how, how to find a partner? I honestly think, looking at my friend in the audience here, um, I, I personally think it's demographics. Um, but then I don't think that a theory holds up because then we wouldn't have sex in the city. Mm. Um, You're saying I'm in the right place or I'm not in the right place? I'm thinking, um, I think you seem to be in the right place. I think that there's a joie de vie in in Montreal. Um, Cool, hip, like smart, strong, sexy women. Absolutely is what I'm seeing. But then, you know, our friend in the audience was saying that he he actually sees a lot of, you know, beautiful, attractive women, um, but without the smarts. Um, this is what my other guy friend confirmed as well. So I'm thinking, you know, hey, I'm a smart woman. I'll come into this pool and maybe win some. I think also being an anomaly, right? Being an anomaly. So if we travel. I'm an anomaly. Are you an yeah. anomaly? Okay. Wait, okay. sorry. F- continue well, when your you're, point. You're a foreigner. So if you're traveling somewhere, right? You, 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 you have a different accent. You're oh. something new. You're something fresh on the scene. So maybe it's just like a dating site. When you're used to seeing all the familiar faces, it gets kind of boring. And then somebody new pops up and you're like, wow. So maybe it's about kind of trying to be a foreigner or a tourist, maintaining a tourist mentality in your own city. Um, when, right? Because when we go traveling or know to city, we're all, you know, we're all... Um, wide-eyed and and excited and we talk to people um but when we're in our own city maybe we don't talk to people as much although i I find montrealers are are very receptive and there's also a culture of immigration here right so new canadians and people needing to kind of engage to start life so say you're in the right city demographics keep it keep it new keep it anomaly and act like a tourist there you go act like a tourist okay and i'm gonna have faith i'm gonna have faith yeah and and wishing you lots of luck you know also let people know that you're single i think that's the other thing and don't be afraid to to reach out right i'm single everybody now sean's single everybody he's looking you're also single i am and i'm gonna give i'm gonna give you my card but just to keep are you in single t- too yeah we're all single we you are. live here I, I, for the month, I am here, and then I'm in inviting, July as well. I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm officially inviting you on the podcast. Oh, brilliant. I'd this love is, to. This is the, the mobile podcast, but I have a studio at home. Fabulous. Uh-oh. I'm yeah. going to his home, everybody. 
Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you can look at my website and you'll see yeah. that uh, dozens of people have come to my home. They're all still alive. They are still alive? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling pretty safe. We got real good things to talk about. We got a lot. And, you, uh, you got a lot to say. And I, I kind of <laughs> overrode and, and dominated, but I, I was I was shaking a bit there because I think, you know, I was I was sweaty and I was getting a breeze, but I was also getting very excited. This is definitely my domain. But Sean, I've got a lot to learn from you, so I appreciate you listening to let's, me. Let's learn from each other. It, this is this is a sneak peek of, of our of our full episode that's coming. Bef- before I descend into a garage in the depths of Montreal. It's actually on the third floor with, oh, uh, with a skylight. Closer so. to heaven. Good stuff. Closer. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks, Sean. Bye. Good meeting you. Sylvie was a blast to talk to, and I'm really grateful to have had her perspective on her love life. If I'm being honest, my bod ain't as tight as it once was. At 35, things are starting to sag a little bit. No matter how many squats I do, I can't help but feel that my ass is getting just a bit soft. And guess what? I don't care. It's part of growing up and growing old. Jogging and lifting weights can keep it at bay a little bit, but not forever. Our third and final conversation is with a college woman who's finding it hard to get past that awkward phase. You know, the one where you see the same person over and over again, and you smile and you say hi, but that's it? Once you do that a few times, it gets really hard to break into an actual conversation, unless you have something amazing to say. Let's see what happens now. How can I help you? Okay, so um, I have this guy who is my in my class, uh-huh. and like, like every time we see each other, we like smiling and we say, "Hey, how are you?" Uh-huh. But I mean, I can feel like kind of a little connection, but I'm I'm too shy to go to, like, just, I don't know what is a step after like, "Hey, how are you?" <laughs> I mean, what, well, what do you want? Well, what would you like? Hmm. What's your ideal scenario? <laughs> I don't know. Like, just maybe like try to go out and just see if we have like connection, or if and with when we talk, if it's like like if we have a connection or something. But it's just a step, like after say hi, that I'm not like capable of doing it. right because <laughs> yeah, I'm too shy <laughs> yeah wait is there fear are you scared yeah it's kind of very scared what are you scared of well I think it's like basic of like rejection rejection yeah. sure mm-hmm. so well, I mean what would happen if he if, if you asked him out and he said no well <laughs> I'm gonna be shy <laughs> And I kind of like see him every day, so <laughs> but no, I think it will be okay after I will be okay. It is kind of a high risk scenario. Yeah, it's kind of a high, because we only say hi and smile to each other. It's not like a big thing, but I feel very like, I think it's very cute and... There's a, ch- is there a charge there? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it sounds like to me that you want to like continue the conversation you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily want to ask him out Mm -mm. you want to just like keep Mm -hmm. talking more than Mm -hmm. like hey and then a smile and then you look away yeah and like like yesterday something happened like 
because sometimes I do like funny dance and all that stuff and like he saw me and he kind of laughed and after he came to like tell me uh, um, oh I saw you yesterday uh, you were funny and I was like ooh okay <laughs> I mean it sounds to me that he kind of likes you <laughs> yeah but then I'm like oh. and he talked to me and I'm just too f- overwhelming so yeah. I, I like oh I have to say something but <laughs> I don't know what to say it, it sounds to me like you're trying like you're kind of worried that you're gonna say the wrong wrong thing yeah. or, or be awkward what about just like naming the awkwardness mm-hmm. yeah okay like uh, hey i'm very shy but uh, <laughs> but i'd like to go get a drink with you yeah. or i'd like to go have a coffee with you okay and i'm not i, I might fuck this up but <laughs> i kind of want to ask you to go have a, a drink with me what do you say about that and i mean who's gonna say i, I mean he could say no mm-hmm But it's unlikely. It sounds to me like he thinks you're funny and there's a thing there. You just got to do it. Mm -hmm. But you know this. So (laughs) what's preventing you from doing it? Like this situation, I have a lot. Like it's happened often that I have a little something, but I'm just something like block me. I'm like too scared. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Mm self-preservation. But it's not like fear. Fear is good because it prevents you from getting hurt. Mm -hmm. But this isn't real hurt. Mm -mm. This is just it's low level rejection. And yeah, what what I always say when I ask somebody out and they say no, I just say, oh, my loss. Yeah. Because it's my loss. You know, Mm -hmm. it'd be nice to go out with you. I guess you were not available. So my loss. And then that's it. Yeah. Then you just go back to just saying hi and smiling yeah, at each other. Yeah, exactly. It's not really going to impact anything. <laughs> no, no, no. Just a little bit of awkwardness. Mm-hmm, just a little bit. <laughs> so can you do it? I, I think so. I think I'm going to have to like take a couple of breaths before, yeah. before do it, um, doing it. But yeah, I think that I want to make some, like, I want to do something different because I feel something very like, it's small, but I feel something for him. So, like, just a little connection more than someone else. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I will try. <laughs> Wait, why isn't he asking you? Yeah, I don't know. But you know what? If you want the thing, you got to go get the thing. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like wait around for people to like mm-hmm. come up to me because mm-hmm. I'll be waiting a long time. Yeah, I know. So if you like them, you get nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's going to go back to, if it doesn't work, it'll just go back to what it already is. Mm-hmm, exactly. Which is like cute and fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think I would try. I want to do some different things. So some maybe I will try just maybe asking him out or something. Just like, maybe just more talking to him a little bit more like. Before asking yeah, him out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, why don't you just ask him, okay. What's exciting in your world? Mm. That starts any conversation. Yeah. Because it's positive. Yeah. And we kind of share the same thing because we study like fashion. So like we share some. Can't you just go shopping together or yeah. go look <laughs> at fabric together or I don't know exactly like advice what. Or- can you go to a yeah. workshop together? Yeah. Can you do go to like a fashion show together? Mm-hmm. I mean, these are just a few ideas mm-hmm. of things that 
like I ask my friends or people that I have crushes on to do things with me all the time. Mm-hmm. Like go to a show or go for a bike ride or drink some tea or I have a dog. So like walking with the dog. Is, yeah. So just anything. Yeah. Just it casual. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like a uh, thing very like. Uh, do you want to go on a date with me? Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I do that also when I like know, you know, mm-hmm. that, that it's what I want. But also it's fun to just hang out with somebody in a low stress situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to up your game. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Yes. Okay. I'm going to do it now. <laughs> go do it. Yeah. Go do it. When do you see him next? Uh, Monday. On Monday? Yeah. Monday. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Monday. It Monday. will be my day. Make it happen. Yeah. We'll make it happen. The Love Drive is produced by me, Sean Galanos, with the help of Guilford Street Studios. You can find more information about me or The Love Drive by going to thelovedrive.com. That was the very first segment of Free Love Advice, and I hope you liked it. If you liked it, or if you hated it, I have a favor to ask you. Are you ready for it? Send me a comment. This show doesn't have a ton of listeners yet, and I'm really curious what you think of these episodes. I'm open to feedback, and the best way for me to get better is for people like you to let me know what you think. I produce this show all on my lonesome, so until I can lure in advertisers and start making cash, I'm hacking these together as best as I can in my tiny studio apartment. I want to hear from you. Send me an email to podcast at thelovedrive.com. And stick around. I've got some awesome guests coming your way.